want to talk to you. I was, some, I don't know how I came across this, but I saw my, my, my nephew, Kirk Franklin. And he was on a show, some, he was on Sherry Shepard's show. And she asked him if he had anything to say to the people that are watching. Usually I don't pay it no attention. You know, I watch Sherry because she's my friend and I love her. But Kirk said something totally outside of what she asked him. And he looked in the camera and said, when wounded. And that caught me in the chest. He said, when wounded. No matter who's hurt you, no matter what you've gone through, don't let it stop you. When, even if you're wounded. Even if you're not healed right away while you're fighting. Win the skirmish, win the war, even if you have to win wounded. But the objective is to win. Y'all not getting it. So many people stop because they've been hurt. So many people talk about church hurt, church hurt, church hurt, church hurt. I'm not going back there no more. Church hurt, church hurt. I don't care. Church hurt. You shouldn't be hurt in church. Church shouldn't be the place that hurts you. You're going to get hurt no matter where you go. Only place you can't get hurt is heaven. But until you get there, there's going to be a truckload more of hurt to go. I don't hear nobody. God does not promise you that you are going to just go through this thing unscathed. That you're, now that you're saved, there'll be no more problems, no more pain, no more heartbreak, no more heartache. Now you're in a euphoric place. Now you're in an alternate universe. No! Stop the fantasy. Stop the cap. I said it. I, I, I did it right. Well, stop cap. That's right. No cap. Now for the older people in this room that are sitting back looking at me going, what? No hats? No caps? This is an idiom of the young people today. Cap means lie. I don't know how they got that out of that, but I just follow fashion. I just follow fashion. That is a lie. That's cap. You're not in an alternate universe. You are going to go through things that are going to cut you to the core. Ain't no sense me lying to you. When you get saved, God is just going to give you a flowery bed of bees. The reason why you're going through now is because you're not saved. But when you get saved, things change and there's no more trouble. That's a fantasy. I don't know who painted that picture. But those that will live godly must suffer persecution. I don't hear anybody here. Those that live godly will suffer persecution. And there will be 
trouble ahead. But if you stay on the road, you'll get to your destination. Even if you get there a little bruised. Even if you get there a little wounded. Make sure you win. I'm going to do some extensive reading right now. So those of you that are watching online, I want you all to get your Bibles and I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me. I'm going to do some extensive reading. Glory to God. And my, my, my question to God was, God, how? Because when I first heard it, it, it resonated with me. But my thing is, where do I find this in the Bible? And I struggled with it. And I was trying to contrive something. Until finally I said, no, if you don't give it to me, I'm not preaching. I'm just not going to preach it. I'll find something else to preach. But if you don't give me this, I'm not going to contrive something. And then God gave me 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. And then I did a little research of 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, because we quote a lot of scriptures from that chapter. And we quote it and we apply it to ourselves. But those scriptures weren't really applied to the people. Those scriptures were referring to Paul and Timothy. Hallelujah. When it says we, whenever you read we, it's referring to Paul and Timothy. And it's giving the people of Corinth, he's been there twice before. And before he comes back a third time, he writes them a letter based on his second visit. Am I teaching too much here? He's been there twice, and now he's planning on going back. So he writes the church of Corinth a second letter. And then he even talks about, I, I, I find it strange that... Do we have to introduce ourselves in the third chapter? He said, do we have to introduce ourselves as though that you don't know who we are? Do we have to come back and do a formal introduction? Don't you know us by the works we've done? Hallelujah. So he's really validating the ministry that he and Timothy have in talking to the church of Corinth. So I'm going to read the whole entire fourth chapter, all 18 verses. And that's something that's not usually done in a Sunday service. You usually pick a scripture and build a premise around the scripture. But I'm going to p take the chapter and let it speak. Amen. I'm going to let it speak. Because we need to understand that there are things that people suffer by preaching this gospel. Amen pastors and ministers and evangelists and missionaries they, they, they suffer a lot to give this gospel to, to the world, to the churches to the people of God they go through a lot hallelujah so indulge me as we go into the Bible let's go to the first verse of the fourth chapter and, it's a, and in order to really get it in total context you've got to start from the first chapter to get all the way here but we don't have that time so we'll just start at the fourth chapter and it simply says the first verse therefore seeing we Timothy myself seeing that we have this ministry as we have received mercy from God we cannot afford to faint and fail because you are the direct deposit the, 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 the recipients of our ministry he says, we as ministers cannot afford to fail because we've got to minister to you. I want you to get it in its proper context. A amen? 
He says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry that God gave us to preach to the Gentiles, seeing that we have this ministry to preach to you in Corinth, as we have received mercy from God, we cannot afford to faint. We faint not. But have renounced, as ministers of the Gospels, we have renounced, renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Stop. That means as ministers, we can't be dishonest. Paul and Timothy are saying, if we're going to send this letter to you, and if we're going to preach to you, you got to have confidence that we're living holy. You have got to be sure that we that are delivering this to you are living honestly. And not preaching as a career, but preaching as a compulsion by God. We are being compelled by God to live holy before we preach. I didn't hear you here. We have got to live holy before we preach. He's trying to make sure that they understand that this ain't just a bunch of bootleg, jackleg ministers that are preaching something that they're not living. But they're preaching this thing out of a life committed to God. Are you hearing me? He said, we have denounced, renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking slick not walking manipulating manipulating manipulatively we're not walking being crafty hello we're ministers that are not walking in this thing putting on a show trying to bamboozle the people out of their money hear me false prophets hear me false prophetess i'm talking about you false pastors Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking to every one of you all that are watching that know good and well that you are deceiving the people and not living this thing. Excuse me, saints. Having renounced the hidden things of dishonesty and not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully to fool you implying scriptures and taking them out of context to fool you hallelujah not handling the word of god deceitfully to manipulate you not handling the word of god deceitfully to control you i'm gonna get to the text i'm gonna get to the text i just want to expositorily break this thing down do you mind I know we already had our shout we already had our we already had our ooh now listen not handling the word of God deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves me and Timothy are commending ourselves to every come on every man's conscience in the sight of God. We're trying to let you all know you can have confidence in our ministry. Keep up with me back there. We are, you can have confidence in our ministry. But if the 
gospel, the good news that God gave us to preach to Corinth, if the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, be hidden by our craftiness, hallelujah, by our dishonesty, by our deceit, if the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ be hidden, it's hidden to those who are lost, that are waiting for this, whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. If I hold back this gospel to manipulate you, it's, 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 a, it's the good news hidden from those who are lost. Who the God of this world, Satan, has blinded them. He's blinded the minds of them that, but don't, that don't believe. Otherwise, if he doesn't blind them, if he doesn't blind them, then the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, will shine upon them. So if we hold back the gospel, then the enemy blinds them. But if we go forth in the gospel living holy, he can't stop the light from shining on them. I don't hear anybody. Please forgive me as I'm breaking this thing down so you can understand it. For we're not here preaching ourselves. Is that what it says? Pastors and preachers aren't preaching themselves. I am a prophet of God. I am a prophetess of God. I've been called of God. God speaks to me. When you hear me, you hear the voice of God. It ain't about me. Oh, I wish I had a voice. I wish I had a voice. I wish I had a voice. Ain't got nothing to do with the preacher. Paul and Timothy said, we're not, we're not preaching ourselves. Hallelujah. We're not preaching ourselves, but we're preaching Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus, the master. Christ Jesus, the only one in control. Christ Jesus, the Lord. I'm going to get to my text, I promise you. We're preaching Christ Jesus, the Lord. And we ourselves have become servants. And we ourselves have become your servants. Paul and Timothy said, we're writing to you as your servants. Not as your lords and masters. And we ourselves come to you as the servants of the Lord for Jesus' sake. Hallelujah. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. God gave us this ministry for you in Corinth. But we have to tell you the truth. We are not deified. We still have the same proclivities that you have. Hallelujah. We're still made of the same things that you're made of. We have this treasure of the good news. We have this treasure of the light of the gospel. 
We have it in earthen, fallible human vessels. Hallelujah. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this wonderful, wonderful message and power and, and, and good news of his love. But we're carrying it in human vessels that are prone to hurt. Just because we've got the gospel doesn't make us alien from hurt. Just because we're the writers of this, me and Timothy are the writers, doesn't mean that we're not going through or we're going through in order to write this letter we're going through. Hallelujah. I don't hear anybody here. In order to write this letter, we're writing this on the run. We're writing this on the road. We're leaving Philippi and we're leaving Macedonia. We're, we're writing this letter on the run, on the go. And we want you to know that it's no easy thing making sure that you grow at our expense. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not me. It's not how great I am. That the excellency of the power of this treasure would be of God and not of me. Pastor McClurkin, you preached such a wonderful... I only gave you what the wonderful God said. So if there's anybody to be praised for the message, it's not the preacher. You don't praise the mailman for the mail that comes. He just delivers the mail. So that the excellency would be of God and not of men. Paul said, you think that this is easy to do? We're doing this wounded. We're doing this wounded. Wounded so that others can be benefited. Sometimes people go through hurt so that others can go through heaven. Sometimes people go through pain that others may go through pleasure. Sometimes people have to pay a price to make sure other people don't have to pay that. Am I talking to anybody here? Y'all stop clowning. Everybody that's going through, you got to realize that God knew this was going to happen before it happened. But he's also given you more grace. He's given you more grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so Paul's saying, hey, we're doing this thing wounded, but we're winning. We're wounded, but we're winning. Look at somebody next to you say, win wounded. No, 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 look at them. Look at, you don't know what they're going through. Just tell them, don't give up. Win wounded. Thank you, Kirk Franklin. Win wounded. Paul said, we are troubled on every side Yee! but we are not distressed somebody say I'm winning. I'm winning troubled on every side but uh, I feel a preacher but not distressed we are perplexed 
and confused sometimes but, but we are not in despair I don't hear we are persecuted wounded and persecuted we are persecuted wounded and talked about wounded and assaulted by the enemy wounded and lied on by people persecuted but by God we are not forsaken I feel like preaching I just don't have a voice y'all don't hear me I may be persecuted but I'm still gonna win you may not stop talking about me but I'm still gonna win you may not stop making things hard for me but I'm still going you may leave me but I'm still going broken hearted but I'm still going lonely but I'm still going fighting depression but I'm still I'm going to win even if I'm wounded. Persecuted. But not forsaken. Cast down. By life cast down. In culture cast down. By sickness cast down. But not destroyed. I'm not hearing me. Cast down in the eyes of people, vilified by my enemies, talked about by my haters. But out of all that they do to hurt me, it may hurt me, but it can't stop me. Because I'm going forward, even with a broken spirit. I'm going forward. Even with a wounded soul, I'm going forward. Even though I'm bleeding inside, I don't hear anybody here. I'm going forward. Even with insecurity, I'm going forward. If I got to wade through fear, I'm going forward. Wounded, but I'm still moving. Wounded, but I'm still fighting. Wounded. But I'm still winning victory. I'm victorious. Even if I got to cry the midnight hour. I'm victorious. Even if the ones that love me the most leave me. I'm victorious. Even if friends betray me, I'm brokenhearted. I'm not Superman. You're not Superwoman. It affects us. But the, the key thing is even though it affects us, don't let it stop us. I 
I wish I had somebody that understood. Even though it affects us. We never quit. Because our victory is not predicated on whether people help us or whether we can go through this without pain. Our victory is predicated on our faith in God and knowing that God has an expected end for us and we've got to get to that end if we got to drag a leg to do it. If we got to go into it limping, I'm still moving. Hallelujah. If we got to go into it bleeding, I'm still going to win. Because the more I move forward, the more my healing will come. Oh, y'all not hearing me. The more I move forward, the more my healing comes. There are 10 lepers. Wounded with leprosy. There are 10 lepers. Bring that table over here and bring that tea. Wounded. Because I'm going to finish this message, I promise you. Come on, ministers, help her out, help her out. There are 10 lepers. Wounded by leprosy. What y'all looking at them for? Y'all look at me. Everybody's attention's over there. They're just bringing tea. That's all they're doing. How easily we are distracted. There are 10 lepers wounded by leprosy. And they come to Jesus. They come to Jesus. Jesus says, go, show yourselves to the priest. But wait a minute, I still got leprosy. I know, but go show yourself to the priest. But I still have the spots and the blotches. Skin is still eating away. I know, but go. Show yourself to the priest. But wait a minute, you only show yourself to the priest when you're healed. For them to validate your healing. I know, but go and show yourself. Go wounded. And watch what happens as you go. I'm feeling this thing. Go wounded. And, but my heart is still broken. Keep going. But but, but my loved one is still gone. It's left me just totally broken. Keep going. But I'm I'm anxious and nervous. Keep going. I don't hear anybody here. But but, but, but the, the man left me. The woman left me. I don't believe them. Keep going. Why would you stop because somebody left you? If they left you, leave them. Keep going. I'm talking to somebody here because if they left you they really weren't for you and if they wounded your heart don't let them stop your progress keep forward keep moving because the best I don't hear anybody 
because the best revenge is to win that's just some free advice people want to see you wounded and fail people want to see you broken and fall people want to think they have that control over you but you're not 